Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. <laughs> Whoa. Where are we? <laughs> it's almost 2020. <laughs> Come on, Holly. We can make it. <laughs> it's almost 2020. I have a cold and one of my eyes is swollen shut and I've been binge watching freaking Billy on the Street, which is like the oh, most Billy chaotic yes. <laughs> show in the whole entire world. It's funny. It reminds me so much of my sister because my sister can be so dramatic, Uh but it's so chaotic. And I think that that's probably not helping me get over my cold. (laughs) (laughs) You're just now yelling at Nathan. We're walking. What do you mean? (laughs) I think that I need to like, in order to get over my cold, I need to start watching something like too mellow for words. Like, like maybe just the Downton Abbey movie over and over again or something. Oh, that's true. Downton Abbey would be like a good chill Program. Something quiet. <laughs> Very quiet. Or ladles and la- castles, whatever that one. Oh, Lords and ladles. Yes. Nailed they need to it. have like That's another season. Yeah. <laughs> we really I'll want. rewatch Lords and Ladles. That was such a delightful show. It's so I am I I recommend it to people constantly, and I think that people think that I'm a complete lunatic. No. I'm like, no, it's a cooking show where they go into Irish castles and make historical food that looks awful for a big dinner party. <laughs> And one person's in charge of history and one person's in charge of cooking. And people are like, I'm sorry, what? What? (laughs) Why why are you you watching PBS shows, Holly? You are not 85 years old. It's so mellow. (laughs) It's so mellow. And they're like, also, you get to learn a lot about aspic in ways that I don't mm-hmm. think the modern world really teaches us much about aspic. That's true. And sweet meats, whatever <laughs> sweet meats are supposed to be, that they're actually not. <laughs> I'm so glad that I've talked people that I've talked to you into watching it. So yeah, I'm not alone. I mean, so somebody oh, else no, not has seen Lords and Ladles. <laughs> oh with yes, me. oh yes, so good, obsessively, so good. <laughs> so today <clears throat> we have no uh, deck at all. Nope. Because we are all decked out. Well, actually, we're not yeah. really. <laughs> we're really, really not all decked out. But you know what we are out of? What? The ability to plan more than 12 hours ahead of time, <laughs> at least until 2020. I know. It was so precious. One of our Facebook um, group members said, hey, do you have a wish list of stuff so we can like buy you things? I'm like, we don't plan out a month in advance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I'm like, so you'll start creating something. was November, December when yes. we're like, okay, now we have a plan for the rest of December. Yes, because but you of know Yule. That's do? the only reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't do all of December. We just did till mid-December. Til December And then it and then. Since New Year's Day is when we would normally be recording, we decided to record early. And then right before I went to sleep last night, I was like, Esther, what are we talking about tomorrow? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And I had just woken up. And I was like, oh, yeah, we have to talk about deck. What text do we have? So now we're just going to do questions for this Yeah, episode. we're going to do another all question episode, which is great because we have been getting a lot this holiday season. I think people are kind of like contemplative and thinking yeah. and stuff like that. So we have plenty of questions for that. But deck reviews will be back in the new year although i guess this freaking episode is coming out in the new year esther it is is we will have a new deck episode next week yeah exactly the second week (laughs) of january January. when everyone knows the real new year is So I'm 
in charge of a card for today. I'm going to use the Vendor deck. Ooh. Because I just got it in the mail. I actually got it in the mail on the 22nd, but there was a lot of mailbox snafus. <laughs> Your mailbox problems just I cracked know. me up. <laughs> the day after Christmas, I did track the mailman down and he was like, oh, sorry, there was a guy covering for me last week and I don't know where he put the key. And I was like, okay, well, wonderful. Can you the like, now? Thank you. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's really fine. I just... I don't know my stuff. About where the key is. Yeah, exactly. I just want my decks. But anyway, all of that is to say that I really love this. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So our card for the episode, it's gonna be like the four of swords. Like some, I was like the sleep. four foggy brains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um judgment. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. That's funny because we're answering all these. Calls slash questions. Get it. Get get it. I get it. Boo. I do. I love a gentle boo. (laughs) Boo. You don't love her. Boo. Okay. So our first question for the episode is from Sharon. And she asks, I know you two don't read reversals, but I have always included them when it felt right because sometimes I think they add a level of nuance. Not all the time, but most of the time. For the past five months when doing spreads myself, all I get is reversals. I have reordered my deck. Nope. Reversals. I tried a different deck. Nope. Reversals. Tried an app on my phone. Nope. Reversals. Can you please share with me your thoughts on being stalked by reversals? Stop running reversals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just turn them all straight until it starts being more consistent. (laughs) I mean, I think that also like if you've already tried reordering everything and all of that, I feel like doing sort of a spread about it the way that you do a spread about a card, like following you around and being Mm -hmm. the card that comes up constantly, just saying like going into a reading being like, yeah, why are you giving me all these reversals? And then sort of moving on. Because I've also heard like, that reversals also can indicate like blocks or like congestion that's happening within yourself or your practice. So sometimes I would probably first start with like a good like deck cleanse. So get whatever like cleansing sprays you have, you know, sounds, methods, whatever. Just cleanse your deck. Cleanse yourself too. Just kind of get your mind in a good state. And probably your space, like wherever you're using the cards also. Yeah. And then try that. And if you're still doing reversals, then ask them. Like, yeah. hey, what's up with getting all these reversals? Yeah. Is there something I should be doing differently? Like, like what do I need to know that's causing all of these reversals almost? Yeah. And I would also, in your app, turn off reversals. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, me. that's a good. Yeah, you can also turn <laughs> off reversals in a lot of apps, and then you yeah. just don't have to deal with them right then. Yeah. Because to me, sometimes you just need to step away. Yeah, yeah. Stepping away also. One good exercise could be to obviously flip all the cards around so that they're not reversed. Mm -hmm. And then like when you pull a reading and that happens, but then spend some time, like do it on a shorter reading with fewer cards and then spend some time journaling about why you think that each card could have been and it's reversed meaning or it's not reversed meaning and try to deepen your connection with it. Because I think one of the things that people think, which we disagree with is like reversals inherently have some sort of other meaning to the upright. Like the upright right. encapsulates both sets of meanings. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use reversals to see the negative components or the shadow components or whatever the interpretation 
that right. you utilize for reversal readings are. And so if you're like kind of consistently getting them over and over again, just saying like, maybe I just need to deepen my relationships with each of these cards to almost reset the way that my brain works about like, if it's upside down, it's about blockages. And if mm -hmm. it's right side up, it's not, you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, like, especially kind of like when you start getting stalked by a card and then it shows up all the time just to kind of like fuck Taunt with you. you. Yep. <laughs> Once you're sort of like always getting reversals and you're like, I don't understand why I'm always getting reversals. Then it seems like the same principle would be true. Mm -hmm. And the way that we work through cards stalking us is trying to delve into it enough to feel like we have really, really nuanced understandings of what it means. Like temperance, followed me around for six months. And when I finally started kind of acknowledging what the meaning that it meant for me was, it stopped following me around. Yeah. So why would reversals work differently? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Just kind of explore it and go deeper with it and don't panic. That's what I do. Yeah. Don't panic. <laughs> don't panic. As with everything with tarot, just don't panic. It's all exactly. fine. <laughs> she says after getting like a message from our friend Martin, who, uh, was doing readings on his Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulled the whirl or the wheel of fortune for me, but then oh. also the three of swords popped out and he was like, I just will DM you. You're reading about this <laughs> instead of posting it. Yeah. I got from him. I got the knave of pentacles and his description was hysterical. So I screenshot. He's so fucking funny. <laughs> I love Martin. He needs to read more often because his voice I is know. just amazing. He's such a good reader. Martin. Esther, you have to leave this in. Martin. <laughs> yes, I will, I will leave it in. I will leave it in. Start another Instagram account if all of your real life people follow your regular one too much. You need to, your voice is needed. Yeah. <laughs> in the tarot world. It really is. You're funny it. and wonderful and we love you. Yes, we do love you. <laughs> okay, our second question is actually three questions. It's from Sonia. Okay, the first one that she asks is just about uh, year ahead readings, which we... Uh, talked about two episodes ago. Yep. Her second question is recently I've started looking into creating my own deck. I've both looked down the path of creating an Oracle deck as well as a tarot deck. While I would probably rather do a full tarot deck. I'm somewhat intimidated by the full 78 cards. Do you have any advice for a burgeoning deck creator? Should I follow the path of Oracle versus tarot? Does it matter if I even finish it? Any input would be highly valued. Do you want to just start with answering that? And then we'll go, yeah, we'll go to, to the, the second one, one since it's a okay. completely different question. Cool. So I do feel like it should be said that we are tarot collectors. Yes. We have created a deck, but it's a really different deck than one that you'd be creating. Yes. Yes. Because we are not doing artwork. No, we cannot art. No, we cannot art. <laughs> we respect the crap out of people who can't art. And Lord, oh Lord, do we have opinions about art? <laughs> <laughs> we have so many opinions and we love to be asked these opinions. Yeah, but I will give you my opinion. We will give you these opinions. We yes. have the Taurus and Aaliyah. We have tons of opinions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And boy, oh boy, do more we opinions want to share than them. probably you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the decoration thing, I so like we see a lot of Kickstarters come and go. Yes. And we participate in a lot of them. As I've expressed, I am a super backer, <laughs> which is something that will probably change in 2020 because, uh, yeah. But anyway, um, I think that people are creating Oracle decks less and less. And that bums me out because mm -hmm. I think that sometimes Oracle decks, I love them. I yeah. think that they tell you so much about the person who's created them because they're so open for flexibility. 
I've all, I mean, I've said this before, but my first ever divination deck was an Oracle deck. Mm -hmm. So I'll always just have a really strong spot in my heart for them. But I do, I do not see Oracle decks do as well on Kickstarter as tarot decks. And people are super finicky about the majors only thing too. I have seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's hard because you want to do your absolute best, but sometimes it seems like you just sort of have to commit to the full 78 idea. Mm-hmm. But I do think that with our experience with friends who've created decks, once they start working on the major arcana, the minor arcana flows a little so bit much more. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have more of like, like a system that you're aiming for and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Esther? I would say for just yourself, just start with the majors. Yeah. And you don't have to go in order. Like if your aim is just to do a deck and not necessarily Kickstarter, but if your aim is just do a deck, That's start true. with majors. Yeah. And then from the majors, you can kind of say like, okay, I want to continue with this project or I'm kind of done with it. Let me sell the artwork on Etsy or something. Oh, that's true because that's also something that people totally, yeah, totally can do. do. Um, as far as an Oracle goes, people are very, they're more picky with Oracles because it's not like, like with tarot, you can trim like the edges off and like any sort of words off and it's fine. Yeah. With Oracle decks, you can't really have that. Like if you take words off and like, cause the font is ugly or if the artwork's not the best. Ooh, I wasn't can- even thinking about visually with Oracle cards. Yeah. I was just, I'm just thinking because for me, I'm more visually picky with Oracle cards because there's yeah. more at risk. Because with yeah. tarot, I can typically look at a tarot deck and kind of figure out which card it is. Unless it's like an yeah. abstract art thing with an oracle deck because it's so personal to the person who created it like um the witches one that just came that was just um funded, oh kickstarter yeah kickstarter the witches oracle. that one like i could just tell you oh yeah it's a cool witch i could not tell you exactly which one maybe a few of them i could say but if there weren't any like names on them i couldn't tell you what yeah. so it's just i'm just thinking from a practicality standpoint you have to have all of your ducks more of your ducks in a row with an oracle deck than you have to have with a tarot deck You know, what I was also just thinking is when you're starting out on a journey like this, it you have to go into it thinking this is for me and for my own development, not how am I going to market this and how am I going to develop this? Because I think that that's like one of the hardest things for us in the last year is transitioning as like people have been listening to us more and more, which is amazing and feels so good and is so exciting transitioning from like, this is something that we're doing because we just for us, because it's Mm -hmm. super fun to, this is something where people like have expectations of us and whatever. I think it's the same thing with the tarot deck, but even worse because the tarot deck is so many solitary hours that you have, like at least for this, even if we were doing it only for like not fun reasons, which we definitely aren't, we love doing it. But even if (laughs) we were doing it for only not fun reasons, we still get to see each other and chat. Yeah. And so it's fun. Yeah. But if you're doing a tarot deck and you're like slogging, you eventually kind of lose interest, but you've already committed yourself to it or whatever. And you start slogging through it because of other people's expectations, then you're not like learning anything through it. And Mm -hmm. you're also not getting anything out of it. So I think that like, even though it's, really tempting and even we sort of like went into it saying like how can you best market this like what would it look like from a kickstarter perspective going into it saying i'm gonna create exactly what i feel is gotta be your best bet yes yeah you have to stay true to yourself because when people like will see in any sort of comments whether it be you're selling a deck on etsy or you're selling anywhere people will have their opinions and you have to have a thick skin about your deck that you've created yeah you need to know that you did it for you yeah 
Totally. I, I think like the best kind of creation for either Oracle or Tarot deck is have a clear vision of what you want to convey with the deck. And then start building from there, like whether it be an oracle or a tarot, just start making little steps. And as you go along in that journey, those steps will kind of affirm and you'll be like, okay, so this is the direction I want to go. Or you'll realize like, this is not the direction I want to go. And you'll I even would push back a little bit about, I don't think it's about what you want to convey with the deck. I think it's about what you want to get for yourself from the deck, you know, Mm. because conveying still is sort of like about outward or sort of external approval or understanding and I think that's starting with just a what you'd like to get yourself out of it, more internal, like yeah. understanding would be better. That's what I kind of meant with convey. Like what is what it's the point in the message that you would want to receive from the deck yeah. yourself yeah. as a person. And other people can latch on to that dream and that vision to say like, oh, I really like this. Right. And that's exactly, I mean, as somebody who like collects a lot of decks, I think that that's like a thing that I've started really being drawn to. Like I would not have gotten the Playful Heart Tarot Kitten Chops deck. The art style is like not really my thing. Mm -hmm. I like the vibe, whatever, but I love her. I love the creator. And also her vision is so well executed and like every component of this deck feels like, an affirmation of what she wanted from it. And that's really cool. Like that's a fun. And also now I've fallen in love with it because it's like (laughs) creepy, 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 synchronistic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not just creepy, creepy, but also like really synchronistic. And it just is like wild how strong it is. Mm -hmm. But again, the reason that I got it was because I liked that she was so clear in her vision and I knew that the cardstock was going to be incredible. There's like yeah. kind of two reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like <laughs> the thing is that her vision is so well executed that like that's I think now when we have so many decks available, mm-hmm. it's almost like that sort of like cult of personality stuff or that sort of like well executed vision thing becomes more important. Like one of the conversations that you and I have had has been about decks that thematically are all over the place. Yes. And how sometimes decks that are thematically all over the place are just like, you can't get over that enough to use the deck. Really? Right. right. It's because of the lack of cohesiveness and things. It's just difficult. But yeah, I agree because like sometimes there will be decks that I see other people like, not, I won't even say friends, but people we're connected with, they will like they will sell their deck and things like that. And I want to support them in their vision and their process and their artwork. So I will support them when the deck may not be exactly my taste. Yeah. And then I'll get the deck and I'll realize like, oh my gosh, this is more amazing than what I initially thought. Yeah. So it's so it's just like where you want to support people who have that clear vision and who are themselves in the process. They aren't trying to get any sort of, you know, kickback from this. They're not trying to be greedy with things. They just want that excitement within them to be shared with the world. Yeah. And And I think that's the most important We could name names, but we won't. We have name names between ourselves, though. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, but I guess we could pull cards for this because... Oh, one of the questions she even asked was, does it even matter if I finish it? The answer is no, not if you're doing it for you. Yeah. If you're doing it for you, you never have to finish it. No, there's no pressure at all. Yeah, it's totally fine. And also, like, even if you get... 90% 90% of the way there and you're just like meh not feeling it you yeah. still don't have to finish it you can put it to the side for like seven years and then come back to it and be you know newly inspired and finish it then but if you don't want to finish it don't finish yeah and I think that a lot of artists kind of use tarot as a jumping off point because it's good practice you have like yes. 78 specific topics to paint yes and so like even if it's just painting or artistic practice to like kind of have a subject that you just 
go for, uh-huh. that's still fine. Oh, yeah. It still helps you, like, grow and learn and understand things. So you don't have to finish it, but send us stuff. I'd love to see I mean, just via email. You don't have to, like, literally send us anything. But I'd love to see kind of your style and what you're going for. I because I, I am somebody who, if you do get me involved, I will force you to finish it because I'm so <laughs> goddamn proud of you. <laughs> yeah. It's happened before. Yeah. Times. Like, Jenny from Swing and Sparrow jokes that we kind of, like, Strong-armed her into doing Le Beaumont. (laughs) (laughs) She got caught between a Leo and a Taurus. We're very determined to get And we're like, oh my God, you beautiful genius. You have to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So don't tell us unless you really, really want us to be involved. Yeah, exactly. The question was fine. If you send us your art, we will never withhold our feelings about how much you need to complete this deck ever again. So this is your last chance. (laughs) Yeah, it's very true. Shall we do Patreon shoutouts before we do the second of Sonia's questions? Oh, yes, 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 yes. All right. So Patreon, man. We, Esther's been posting so many cool, insightful things about her space and what she's up to. I have to, I have to, like, I will have to make a disclaimer. I uploaded a video to YouTube today, but it's like the direction is the wrong way. So I need to figure out how to turn the video. Oh, no. (laughs) But Apparently, there's a hack where you can get the YouTubes to do it for you. So, oh, nice. Find that way. Instead of you having to manually do it. Yes, yes. But we also have bonus episodes. We've been walking through the minor arcana sort of slowly for Very the, the Tara Wildly sort of little clips about different minor arcana cards. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm wearing the over hoodie that looks oh, like yay! Modern Witch hoodie. That's so great. Oh, you it, bought it in person or did it just ship yes, so quickly? It was, I bought it in person because Korea has very strange things on their hoodies. And so this one just says over. <laughs> so I bought it because it reminded me of the Modern Witch Tarot Four of Cups. That is so fun. I love it. Okay, so we have Patreon shoutouts, though. It's so exciting when people, like, it really does thrill both of us when yes. we get those emails about people supporting us. Like, so aww. if you just, like you know, want to support us, get extra content, just, you know, show us that you like us and appreciate us or whatever. We'll take it. We love it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and you can find that information at patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast. And we love it a lot. So we have five Patreon shout outs this week. Ooh. I know. Well, we didn't do any at all oh, last that's time. That's true. That's fine. It's fine. We have five. So Kelly B is the first one. Kelly B has an upcoming Kickstarter. She's doing the Sacred Bee Tarot. Have you seen that on Instagram? No. I'll share it with you. It's really awesome. But yeah, so anyway, Kelly is our first Patreon supporter this week, and I love her Sacred Bee Tarot. Oh, uh, that's going to be kickstartering. It was collage style. It's collage style. You are branching out. Holly, because you're I like, know. I don't like collage style. And I used to be so it. not into collage <laughs> style, but I think the Muse Tarot, yeah, the Muse Tarot totally changed my mind about collage style. And now I just think it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So shoot. Now another <laughs> type of tarot that I have to collect. Obviously, I don't have any self-ownership into this. I just have to collect it. You just it. have to collect it. All right. So Kelly B, your card is... Uh, the Four of Cups. Did it, did it, did it, my hoodie effect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Bethany, your card is the Chariot. 
Ooh, exciting. Mm. That's my card of the year next year. Oh. Numerologically, I have oh, not yeah, that's, pulled that any cards Oh, yeah, that is our card yet. of the year because we both numerologically are the same. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's true. We have the same numerological <laughs> card each year. I was doing that when I was going through my numeral. I was like, oh, wait, Holly's the same number. And then we drew the chariot for our card of the year for the podcast. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> Whoa, all right, chariot, I'm here for you. Uh, Cole, your card is... Oh, right, we're in the middle of something. Your card is the Two of Swords. And Jackie, your card is the Five of Cups. And Leah, last but not least, your card is the Six of Pentacles. Oh. Uh, yay. Thank you so much for your support, everybody. That's so awesome. Yay. Do we have any announcements? No. Yule's finished. No. Yule's finished. We're, I need to we're send all out my excitement Yule for. <laughs> yeah, nothing else is happening. Well, our Lenormand deck, but we still don't have oh, dates yes. for that. Yes, yes, yes. Hopefully, by the end of January, there will be more news about the <laughs> Lenormand deck. <laughs> we're like, maybe in a few weeks, we will have updates? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> we will actually have maybe prototypes at our doorstep? Question mark. Oh my God, that would be so amazing. Anyway, so keep your eye out for Lenormand information. And yeah, we love you, Patreon supporters and everyone else. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so Sonia's other question is, this is going to, we're going to use our tarot cards for this for the first time this episode. Um, (laughs) Right now, my boyfriend, who I love very deeply and I'm looking forward to the rest of my life with, is applying to grad school both within and outside of the state we currently live in. I fully plan on moving with him, but this transition is scaring me more and more as I face the unknown. I was wondering if the cards hold any advice for me making this transition and whether I should look for jobs in my new location that focus more on safe slash dependable income or passion projects. I work in tech and have a deep love for art that I want to pursue in greater depth. Thank you so much for your guidance. Uh, And that's, yeah. Um, Maybe then we should like sort of, coping mechanisms with yes. like for this unknown period. Yes. I was thinking like a pep talk. Yeah. Let's talk about coping just with the unknown and maybe even yeah. areas to focus on sort of like long term. Mm-hmm. But I think that saying like we like what the next job search should look like when you kind of don't even have answers for the immediate for what the now where, is. Yeah. Exactly. So let's each pull a card for how to handle this unknown period. Okay. Into the unknown. <laughs> that's the new frozen song is it yes maybe i'll go see that today oh it was good it was super witchy was it yeah super witchy did i go to a movie by myself on the 30th of yeah it's probably fine i'll just go to the early morning show <laughs> it'll be filled with children okay so coping four five six seven and seven of wands is what i got you only pulled one card okay fine i'll pull second one in the full so (laughs) i got the four of swords and the ace of cups okay so that's to me sounds like a lot of self-care like yeah loving yourself indulging sleeping resting yeah these two cards especially because there's so much external conflict and so much unknown it's It's like like going into your like going inside and being like don't bother me please yeah 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 and not Not like like putting pressure on yourself yeah because you got the seven of wands right seven of wands and the fool okay to me it's like be ready for anything and like for basically for like anything because seven but for right now just don't focus on what the world may bring right (laughs) just kind of 
Be ignorance is bliss. In some ways, yeah. Just make sure that you're taking care of yourself because the unknown part is so stressful at any move. Yeah. But especially when you don't have any control over it because it's completely somebody else. Mm-hmm. There's like really nothing you can do to impact any change or impact in any way. So resting and taking care of yourself and just kind of knowing like this is going to be a new adventure. I'm going to be stepping off a cliff when like whatever happens. Right. Is probably the best way to go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Should we each pull like a card or two for each component? Yes. Okay. Yes. So safe and dependable income first? Yes. All right. Oh, well. What? Safe and dependable. I got the star and the sun. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got the seven of cups and the moon. Oh, those are three majors for this. Yeah. Hmm. Safe and dependable. I think that maybe the seven of cups is indicating that safe and dependable does not have to be mutually exclusive from passion project. Yeah. And so you're like not really seeing all of the options that could be safe and dependable and something you're really passionate about. Mm -hmm. So maybe looking in an area that has both of those components would be a good idea. Like sort of orient your tech background towards something more artistic and creative. Yeah. Because for me, even with the moon showing up, it doesn't to me, the like the moon doesn't mean like necessarily like super bad, like stuff going on. It's oh, no, not at all, especially with the star, the sun kind of balancing any of that, those feelings that just means like to me, the moon in this context would mean that it's just deep feelings that you have about both things. You want yeah. a steady income and you also want to have like your passions incorporated into what you're doing. Well, and so. I think that the moon also could be there to represent kind of like not having a totally clear view of view. the options, yeah. especially just paired with the seven of cups because the seven of cups shows all of those options and the moon is kind of like shadowing over it. Like mm -hmm. maybe there's something that you're not seeing right, right. now. And the sun and the stars, like it's totally safe. It's totally good to have safe, you know, a income that's steady. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I like it. Okay, so then I guess focusing on, I just pulled the star from the middle of my deck randomly too. So there's a lot of star energy here. Um. Okay, so do you want to pull separate cards for Passion, Passion Project Pro Path? Well, just to kind of see. Yeah, we could do that. Just to not be like unfair and biased with like, okay, <laughs> you, we got excellent cards here. We're just got to do Passion Projects. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good call. Okay, I got the Page of Pentacles and Knight of Cups. So it definitely, the art, if you focus on the art, at least from my side of things, it'd have to be something that you need to, it would take a long time to plant and grow. And it's also, the Knight of Cups is, to me, like seeing things through rose-colored glasses. So mm -hmm. while you would enjoy it and you'd have a good time with it, it may not be beneficial for you kind of long-term. Yeah, and I got the King of Wands and Temperance. Uh and I think having including temperance into something that feels kind of like fiery, like the King of Wands is sort of maybe saying to like, look at how much energy you'd need to put into doing the creative project on its own. Yeah. Like, would that be too burnouty or would it be sort of the kind of like leadership and excitement that you need? Yeah. And just kind of like assess whether or not that's something that you want to commit to. That makes sense. See, we got just lots of court cards. So yeah, lots of court cards. <laughs> All right. Well, do we want to pull any other cards for Sonia? Maybe just like an advice walking forward sort of thing. Yeah, let's just do advice. Good idea. 
I just pulled two. I two jumped out. Okay. What did you pull? Actually, I pulled three. If you need okay. me to be totally <laughs> honest lies. with myself, <laughs> you hear how she lies. I was embarrassed. I was just gonna not include the third one, but I got well, judgment. Uh huh. Then I got the four of swords, and I got the two of cups. And so I think that, as far as like, like a little pep talk goes, those three cards are like. You'll figure it out when the time comes, but we already got the four of swords for you earlier. So I think that focusing on your relationship and focusing on resting and not putting a lot of pressure on yourself to like figure it all out now is going to be the only way to kind of move forward. Cause you can't make any decisions. You can't sort of like respond to the call of whatever your life's purpose is when there's still so much in the air. So focusing on, on your sort of like connection with your partner and not pressuring yourself to make any decisions right away. Like if you're sure that, you know, he's the one who you want to spend the rest of your life with then saying like, I know that no matter what I'm going to go with you. And so right now I just need to like sit quietly until we have information about where that is rather than trying to like set everything up in advance. Maybe. Yeah. That sound anti-feminist. That feels weird. No, no. It, I it, to me, it's just you're just kind of sitting back and waiting. I think that's yeah, the whole thing. yeah, like, and just like just enjoy. Like yeah, because you okay, can't like you. predetermine. Like I would like to know all the exits available to me. When I, you know, at any time possible. Like yeah. I'm always the forward-thinking person, but there's just times for waiting. And I got the high priestess and six of wands. So to me, it's like trusting your gut, trusting your instincts when the time comes and you'll be victorious and whatever you're going to do. Like, don't worry about the end result. It's going to, it's going to work out. Yeah. It'll be fine. You just have to four of swords it right now. Yeah, exactly. You got this, Sonia. You do. We love you. Yeah. You can totally do this. So our last question of the episode is from Q. Q reminds me of Star Trek. It's a pseudonym. Are you sure? It's not the Q from Star Trek. <laughs> it's definitely the Q from Star Trek. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I recently graduated with a degree in criminal justice. Ooh, I like that. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just squirrel. <You're> like, <laughs> my personal opinion is good for you. <laughs> <laughs> what if we made like tarot card, tarot reader specific greeting cards that were like, <laughs> I don't need the cards to tell me I love you. Or I don't need the cards to tell me congratulations <laughs> for finishing. Special Valentine's. Oh, if only one of us was artistic, Holly, we could make bank. I know. God damn it. All right. Somebody do that for us, please. Please make tarot Valentine's for us. Okay. Yeah, I will send them to everyone I know. Yes. Um, I'm starting to look at career options and considering moving. My problem is I don't know how to start my career. I have a lot of big ideas like criminal justice and police reform. I'm really passionate. I'll stick with passionate because rage is similar, right? <laughs> About changes the U.S. needs to make as a whole. I'm really conflicted. Should I apply to become a police officer where it's easier to get into my area? The expertise will give me credibility if I manage to work on police reform, and it can open a few other doors as well. I'm hesitant to go into law enforcement for many reasons. Or should I try to find my way into a law firm and get experience on that side? Is there another option for me? Where can I best utilize my talents that will allow me to have stable income and a career I enjoy? Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Yes. Well, I admire you, Q. Yeah. For you going after this in a very passionate, ragey way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I just wish that like law enforcement wasn't so steeped in white supremacy because it almost feels like there you could want reform, but it doesn't seem like internal reform really does anything. Yeah. But I'm not in law enforcement. I don't know. 
just is what I see. Uh, okay, so I guess the best way to do this would then be to kind of like do the two paths as being a police officer versus going into like a law firm scenario. Law firm. Well, it's kind of like a three path because they said, is there another option available or what option would be available? Oh, true. Well, I don't know. Does your school have career counselors? That might help. <laughs> the law enforcement versus law firm thing, I feel confident that Tarot can help with, but the other option thing I may seems be asking, like, like, what other options should they look for? And we could get, like, descriptives. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. If we get justice for any of these, I'm going to laugh. I, I'm telling you, every single time, it's uh, police, I get justice. Police have been called or something. Or there's a lawsuit every time I get justice <laughs> for somebody. Okay, so do you want to start with police officers then? Yes, police, police officership officer. Q. Officer Q. Let's see. Okay, interesting. What did you get? I got the Hierophant and the Nine of Matches, which is the Nine of Wands. Okay. So, yeah. And I got the Wheel of Fortune and the Four of Pentacles. Oh. It's seemed yeah. I mean, the higher font, it's not surprising with any sort of leadership position and make full, following the rule of law sort of stuff. The nine of matches. Okay, so, uh, okay. I feel like the Wheel of Fortune and the Four of Pentacles is saying, like, yes, this would be something that would be lucrative. I mean, law enforcement people get paid pretty well and usually have really good benefits, like retirement mm-hmm. benefits and stuff. Um, so I think that that could be referring to this. It would be like a lucrative way to go. But then yeah. I think the Hierophant and the Nine of Wands is kind of confirming how much you'd feel like not really that in control. Like people are sort of like still going to be talking down to you in some way. Like that's mm-hmm. the negative component of the Hierophant. And then the Nine of Matches is like, and also you'd feel be so burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be exhausting. You'd be defensive. You'd be burnt out. You'd be like, like basically having to exist within a hierarchical structure that's really belief based. That's mm-hmm. an interesting thing to think about yeah. the Hierophant being in this term is that like the Hierophant is a leader in a very specific sort of mindset environment very cult-esque environment. Yeah, and I feel like once, like, when you're in law enforcement, the expectation is that you feel really specific ways about specific things. Yes. So even if you don't, because you have all of this passion about reform and stuff like that, there's still kind of, like, the hierarchical structure based on the assumed belief of and people who you're And you would kind of be fighting with. against that the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting. I like that it kind of brought up, that we brought up the financial security component and like kind of a turn towards more financial security along with the higher font. And then yeah, of that was really, that's go team. That was nice. Yeah, seriously. Good job cards. <laughs> Maybe my brain is freeing up after an hour of recording. Uh, and then law firm. All right. Interesting. I keep saying that, but I feel it. That's good. <laughs> Oh, okay. What did you get? The Eight of Needles, which is the Eight of Swords. And the I got the Eight of Swords, too. Oh. That's funny. Super I got the Eight trappy. of Swords and the Two of Cups. What You got the Queen of Cups? The, the King of Cups. King of Cups. Okay. I think that there is something to be said about how she feels like 
going into law enforcement would give more credibility because if you have the two eight of swords with the law firm aspect, Mm -hmm. maybe you'd feel like you didn't have quite as much control or like insight into things. But I was talking about this yesterday. The self-imposed belief thing is very real with the eight of swords. And so for it to come up twice is like, is the idea that you'd have less, legitimacy when you went to try to reform something that's real or something that's a self-imposed belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the two of cups being so about alignment and the king of cups being so like solid in your morals and in your sort of like emotional stability, I feel like the law firm thing would be really affirming of a lot of your beliefs Mm-hmm. And maybe right now look to see, look into seeing if the idea that it would somehow be less valuable is actually true. Or if you just kind of have like a mental block about it, because, you know, the person who told you that you should go into law enforcement has an anti anti law enforcement mindset or something. Right. Right. So kind of like try to figure out where that thought process came into play and break through those mental barriers because of mm-hmm. both. Both Eight of Swords is pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is. And one of the definitions on the Five Cent Tarot is self-victim. And so I think that that's like, it comes into a lot of the the entrapment that you kind of feel where it's kind of more self-imposed, like Holly was saying, and not necessarily like from the outside, you feel like trapped from other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, Like, would you actually have your options more limited or is that something that you've just sort of like heard or thought yourself? Yeah. Interesting. interesting. Okay, well then let's let maybe we could pull area like areas to look in a third direction. Yeah, a, th- a third direction. Okay, so I got the King of Wands and the 9 of Pentacles. Okay, 3 4 5 6 7. And I got the Hermit and the 3 of Needles or the 3 of Swords. Huh. Those are those seem really opposed to me. They seem very opposed. Unless, but it, one of the meanings is suffering. So maybe looking into areas where people are most suffering. Yeah. And, and the nine and of pentacles would be like, it's going to be a lot of work, but you'll see a lot of reward. Reward in it. Yeah. And the hermit is like more of an alone sort, not alone, but where you're the light to other people. You're kind of like the primary light. I just had like a really strong, like sort of like prison advocacy oh. brain flash. Like helping people who are like, this is just going to, I am worried about sounding too off the rails, but it seems almost like kind of like death row advocacy with the hermit and the three of swords and then how difficult that would be, but also how rewarding it would be to like Mm -hmm. prevent people from being put to death for stuff that is unjust. And with the king of wands, it really does seem super action oriented so maybe finding someone who's doing something really amazing and helping people that you want to help and seeing if there's some way to like get that person to be your mentor almost. Yeah. Yeah. Looking to someone for that guidance that's been there for a while and knows what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah. Is passionate about it. Huh? Well, good luck you. I, I think that trying to find a mentor would be a good idea for sure. Yeah. But then also look at why, look at like sort of what's in your brain that's telling you that, um, that working in a law firm would limit stuff. Because like praise and advocacy can also be a jumpstart from lawyer stuff. Like, like you do lawyer thing and then jumpstart to a deeper, more fulfilling 
um, thing. Yeah. But I don't well, know. Some, some lawyers like being lawyers. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but I think working in a law firm can feel really different because it super depends on what they're letting you be in charge of. Yeah, that's true. Like, even as somebody who's just not a partner in a law firm, like, you just kind of have to do what people want you to do. Which maybe that's where the Eight of Swords comes from, is that you'd have less control over what you worked on. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that you would sort of... N- but the same would be the case with the higher font the, yeah, for the, with the law enforcement thing. Law, law enforcement thing, yeah. Interesting. Well, good luck, Q. Keep us updated. I'm super yes. curious to see kind of what you end up deciding super to do. Super curious. This is like one of the ones where I'm like, I need to update Q. We're going to yeah, tweet this out from better our freaking official Twitter us. account that we never uh, ever tweet from. When was hey, the last Q, time that you? I, I when was the last time we <laughs> tweeted from that account? Like probably a year ago. Let's actually see. It has to be over eight months. It has to be. I, th- yep. The last tweet from the Wildly Tarot account was September 12th. Of this year? Yeah. Hey, not too bad. I was not totally too bad. it was May. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Seriously. It was only three months ago, if you can believe it. Hey, wow. All right. Well, that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a handy dandy form with which to submit questions. Because we're going to need them after this episode. Yeah, and- we have some still. <laughs> but still, ask us your questions. Yes. And also tell your friends about us and rate and review us. It helps us grow. And we really appreciate the little blurbs you tell us. It's true. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Our Instagram is almost to 2,000 followers. So Yay. we'll probably do another giveaway when we get there. Hey, we like doing giveaways. Yes, we do. And support us on Patreon. Like we mentioned before, we upload stuff try to almost every week i have lots of planner stuff on like 21 minutes and 40 seconds of me Holy talking shit. about my planners it's a lot people a so lot of planners. if you want to get in depth into the nitty-gritty of my planner join the patreon yeah um and remember go forth and tear wildly this week and i promise that my brain will be back to normal <laughs> next week Yes, we love you. We love you. (laughs) Happy New Year. Seriously, it's wild. 2020, man. 2020.